You hung yourself on the acceptance of others. Quilted with rope burn hands a noose, a crown around your neck you were not able to let comfortably sit upon your head. You got dressed every morning with not rich enoughs, not pretty enoughs washed your face, struggled thick thighs into not skinny enough jeans, not liking what you saw in the mirror. I want a big sister you, pull you out of your bad reflections and I wish I was as popular as hers. I want a slumber party, braid your hair, play in your mama's makeup, and pick colleges and cities that we want to travel, and write you letters with pink gel pens that say BFF, because forever seems so long at 14. Funny how you thought you'd be 14 forever. Wish you hung on to your 15th birthday, to hope, hung on to more answers to this equation, but you hung on long enough for those who picked you apart to see your frail body hanging lifeless. Ending a whole autobiography when it should have been a life chapter. Now you won't get to see the next one. No high school. Never going to college. You haven't even failed your driver's license test for the first time. Will never have your dream wedding. Never get to give birth to a girl with your eyes and defiant stubbornness. See your mother cry uncontrollably when she sees how beautiful of a woman you become. Now she cries for the wrong reasons. Like you cried for the wrong reasons, hearing only your echo in the dark tunnels, never seeing the light, never realizing you could be your own light. Oh, how I wish that switch would have flipped and you turned down the volume that you didn't give value to the sounds of those not worthy to even call your name. Angel, you slut, you whore, you bitch, you slut, you whore, you bitch, you stick. You stone, you words, you cut, you hurt, you kill. Only words, the power of words. People carry an arsenal, a deaf sentence of syllables. 26 letters configured the right way are capable of taking a life. What makes you fix your tongue to give out these verbal assaults? Your insecurities, your troubles at home, your need to claim power because some adult is making you feel powerless? They say hurt people hurt people. Well, hurt children, hurt by adults, learn to hurt other children. A cycle of shame, hiding the hurt only kills you, eating away at your life daily. Please, don't let our children use suicide letters as their first times to cry out that they are in pain. They have nothing to be ashamed of. Teach them to be their own light. Blind their oppressors to speak love languages. Teach them words like God. Like love, like heal, like hope, like help. An angel, she wrote her mother a letter on March 5th, and it said, Bullying killed me. Please get justice. Well, how many kids must die before justice is served? No, Muslim is not pronounced like Muslim. Spoken Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you but you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh, my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. 
bold stances and lewd advances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here. Spoken Soul Family, what's good? We got another show lined up for you guys today. A finger. I hope, I hope you're on your path today. I hope you're not allowing anyone or anything to impede your progress. I hope you're focused on the goal. I hope you know today, today, you are validated. Walk in your purpose. Spoken Soul Family, what's good, what's good, what's good? We got another dope show lined up for you guys today. As promised, we're bringing back the panel discussion. In fact, this will be the first panel discussion of the new season. And, uh, you know, I had to make this one a good one. So in the light of the recent Supreme Court justice decision, Roe v. Wade, I thought that uh, I'll bring this to the podcast, bring it to the panel. And uh, every person on the panel today has been a former guest on the show so uh we want to bring them on in so uh first we're gonna we're gonna bring in miss lady b we just had we just had a a dope interview a dope interview in fact i ain't get to tell her this yet but when i did the analyst the analytics for her show the first day, it blew me. I was like, yo, I looked on the I looked on the analytics and it was so many downloads on the first day when I dropped it. Usually like the, the show, I drop a show and and it, it, it builds, you know, a couple of downloads, couple of downloads. First day, like I I, I mean a, a matter of hours, it was like at 24 downloads and counting. I was like, wow, I'm like, yo, her fan base is crazy. But I want to bring her back to the show. Welcoming. Let's give a warm, warm welcome to Miss Lady B. How you doing, Queen? How you doing? How you doing? All right, now coming next to the to the Spoken Soul Sessions panel. You know, this person right here we go back like car seats like car car seats we've been in the studio together i mean this is my sister right here man she's a she's one of the founding members of the poetry group that i'm a, that i'm a part of i'm one of the founding members too 
You know what I'm saying? The composition. I wanna I wanna welcome to the Spoken Soul Session Studio the lovely, beautiful, my sister, Miss Lyrical Movements. Hey Queen, what's good? What's good? What's good? It's such an important time. Yes, and, yes. Um, <clears throat> I'm blessed. I'm blessed. God is good, and I'm I'm just loving the energy, and looking forward to building and you know seeing where this goes, and hopefully it'll open up some other discussions about this topic. Definitely, especially in our community, because it is affecting us and impacting us. Directly and indirectly. Definitely. So, yeah. And 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 last but not least, y'all know this queen right here. She's a recurring member. I think she has the title for appearances on the Spoken Soul Session podcast. I love her her mind. I love the way she thinks. She always has something to bring to the table, and I love her point of view. Welcome back to the Spoken Soul Sessions, the one and only, the beautiful Lady Obsidian Rain. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, ladies, 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 this right here is a topic I know is going to get crazy in here. But I thought that we bring this to the, to the podcast and have a panel discussion with beautiful minds that I think so highly of. Like each one, of, this is the reason why I invited you particular ladies, because for your, your minds, you know what I mean? You're all beautiful, but it's mainly because of your minds and your perspectives on things. So uh, we're going to get right into it. The question, Roe v. Wade. I want to get a I want to get a a general, you know, consensus of how you ladies feeling. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna start with Miss Lady B and uh we're gonna go to lyrical movements and then Lady Obsidian Rain. And I want to get each of you guys what do you what did you think personally about the decision when you when you turned on YouTube or the news and you seen that Roe v. Wade got overturned. What was your initial, you know, take on that? Start with Miss Lady B. I, um, my initial reaction, I got a phone call from a friend of mine. And he was like, yo, you know, you overturned it. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, uh, you don't feel no kind of way. <laughs> I guess for me, I never had abortion as an option. It was presented, but it was it wasn't for me. I don't judge anybody who needed it or just wanted it. But when you look at it legally, it was bound to be overturned. Mm. It was bound to be overturned. The reason why it stayed so long was because you had compassionate Supreme Court justices. You had those who understood why, who wasn't really against it, but wasn't for it. They knew how to be unbiased in their decision. Mm. And they wasn't really looking at it politically. 
But if you pay, pay attention to the dynamics of how it carried out in court, how long it took to even be passed, and the basis of it, it was bound to be overturned. Mm. And like for me, I always look at it as a right is a right. If you know your rights, you know how to get through those little loopholes they leave. Mm. But if you're so focused on, like, what's the word I want to use? The propaganda of it. Mm. Yeah, it's going to enrage you. It really is. Because you're looking at it as, oh, it's my right as a woman. You can't take it away. They can't. The whole purpose of legalizing it had nothing to do with Roe versus Wade. And for me, it's just the dynamics and the history of understanding it fully. Like, usually abortion is an uninformed decision. Or a push decision. It's rare that you get a female to actually sit, weigh her options, and understand why she's doing it. Mm. And can explain the real reasoning behind it. So, for me, it's like, people still going to figure out a way to do it. Pretty much. It's just now it's gonna go back to how it used to be. More casualties as far as women losing their lives, not being able to properly hold a baby or properly reproduce and all the things that legalizing it kinda brought down. But yeah. that's my outlook on it. It gotcha. doesn't necessarily affect me. I know people it does. You know, my heart goes out to them. But at the same time, Malcolm X said it best, and I'm going to paraphrase it. Legislature, legislation, sorry, is not going to dictate change. It's the education that will. Mm. So if you educate yourself about it, educate yourself on the laws, the rights, the loopholes, the wording, because that plays a huge part in law. You'll be all right. Indeed. Okay. Miss Lyrical Movements. That's what, me. What was your what was your initial take? What was your initial take? All right. When you when you when when you got the news. Cool. I'm one of those people that are like under the rock. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't watch the news. So I didn't even know what was happening until I came to like Instagram and I was like they were like not my kitty cat I'm like what's going on I'm like what happened I'm like let me look at I'm like what's going on so once I finally got a breath of what was happening I was like wow this was a real power move it was a control move it was also a chess move it was also a distraction so it was a lot of things going on in this because it's like hey look over here so you won't look over here you understand what i'm saying and then i was looking into the reasoning behind why this ban was so beneficial to certain parties you know, that are affected by this ban. And it was because 60% of abortions are done by Caucasian women. So if you look at that 
and you look at all the Hispanic women, African-American women, Asian women, you know, um, uh, women over there in freaking New Zealand having their babies. You understand what I'm saying? It's going to be a point in time, if it's not already happening, which I think it is already happening, that the numbers aren't going to be looking good or in the favor of the people that the numbers have always been in favor for. Mm. So once you break that down and the science behind that, you're like, hmm, this ain't about sisters having abortions. This is not about the little, you know, 15 year old girl who got caught up and now, you know, daddy going to kick her out or she don't figure it out. This is not about us. It's not it's not about them. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a bigger picture. So you have to look into that, too. So it's a lot of things going on. But um, I my, my stance is women should have the right to do whatever they want to do with their bodies because we are the ones who have babies. OK, you can't tell me I don't had three babies. OK, natural. <laughs> OK, no epidural. I'm just saying by the grace of the almighty, I was by the third when I did want one. I'm just saying it was too late. It was too late. It was too late. By the third one, I was like, Lord, listen, I can't do this no more. Just give me the um. Can you get it? Can you get it? Somebody got to get it. Okay. You can't tell me what to do with my body. You just can't. You don't have the right. Mm. I earned the right from it's my body. So we definitely have to do what we have to do in order to try to overturn this. And I know there's other points. So, and I know there's other questions, but that's my stance on it. All right. And um, I'm going to pass the mic and the torch. All right. Okay. Power to the people. Now, here we go. This is what I've been waiting on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Miss Lady Obsidian Rain, how how did you feel about this? Because you're sharp, cut like razors and all that. So I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what was your overall take on this? So first, I don't watch the news on purpose. You know, and I think I was in, I was in my car getting ready to leave and my mom had gotten a phone call and I guess they were talking about it. So she asked me and I was just like, has anybody asked a bigger question? Like who does this benefit? Because men already complained about child support. Now you want to take away their ability to not have, help me make it make sense. So my first thought was, who does this benefit? Like Lady B said, abortion was never an option for me. My my love for life is way more important than trying to erase what somebody else is going to call a mistake. Like, my faith is so much stronger than that. Mm. If God saw fit to bless my womb, then so be it, because there's plenty of women who want to have kids and can't. So, I do believe in pro-choice because as much as I have my faith, my faith is still all about accountability. And then there's like the whole Christian narrative. I can consider myself Christian. And as a Christian, my Bible still says accountability. Clean out the plank in your eye before trying to attend to somebody else's spec. The Bible is about accountability. So the people who are talking about Christian, it's not Christian. Uh, killing unarmed people ain't Christian either. Mm. So then the next thought was, 
is my womb now your open target? Mm. Like you just want me to give birth to more kids that you can shoot. Wow. We don't have the resources to take care of the kids, but you're not going to prevent this. For people who want to make sound decisions, something happened, they flipped up, but they want to make a sound decision because that was the other thing. Well, why did, why was your life closed? I mean, come on now. Mm. You want to hit us with all, oh, well, you should have did this, you should have did this, you should have did this, but now I can't do that. Mm. Who does this benefit? That's, that's, that's really profound that you said that because of the fact I wanted to play a clip. I wanted to play a clip. And it's a perfect segue to what uh to what you just asked the question to. So let's play that. Over the weekend, President Trump took a victory lap on his conservative court appointments at a rally with Republican House member Mary Miller, who made these controversial comments. I want to thank you for the historic victory for white life in the Supreme Court yesterday. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? <laughs> let's not all lies, but white lies. Yeah, okay. let, 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 let's go back just a tad bit. Let's play that back. Hold on. Let's not forget white lives matter. Listen to what she said. Over the weekend, President Trump took a victory lap on his conservative court appointments at a rally with Republican House member Mary Miller, who made these controversial comments. I want to thank you for the historic. Victory for white life in the Supreme Court yesterday. White life in the Supreme Court. Yes. See, white life. Now, you know, to be fair, she said that she she just misspoke. She said she misspoke and she meant to say the right to life. Hold on. That, that Freudian slip. Yeah. yeah OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to cash that a check. Exactly. Okay, that your bank your bank don't got enough money for. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say on that. But if you but if you really did slip, I know people who who may misspeak and say something. But when they do that, they correct themselves. They say, "No, excuse me." In the moment. In the moment, you don't Definitely. wait. You don't let it ride and say, "Oh, no, nah, I didn't really mean that. I meant that." If you really meant that, you would have corrected that in the moment, and you didn't. <laughs> Not so, white lies. Uh, right lies. Exactly. You know what I mean? White lives. <laughs> So Play it off. But if we, have, if we have the right to life, can I have the right to not get, you know, shoot down dead unarmed? Exactly. So you, you made a great point. You made a great point, Lady Obsidian, when you said that are you, you want more targets to shoot. Because a person making an informed decision and they're looking at their finances, they're looking at their situation, I don't have the help. No, a woman may not have the help or that family network to say, well, we're going to come in, we're going to take care of the baby. They don't really have those resources. So when a person like this is faced with this, with this challenge and be like, okay, what do you want me to do? You want me to bring something into the world? And I, and I really get this. You want me to bring something into the world, whereas... It's just going to be, it, I'm just prolonging the inevitable. You know what I mean? I'm prolonging the inevitable, you know? Go ahead, Lady of City. You got your hand. I want, what you got to say to that? So, like, the words are just, like, flowing through my head at this point. Why is the accountability always on women? Actually, actually, 
actually, I was talking about this today and this came up and I came up with a epiphany. This is the epiphany I came up with. I want to let you ladies know. I came up with the epiphany where I was thinking about it. I was like, when you really look at what they're doing, the value, the value, because now according with this, this new thing, they were saying that child support will be enforced two weeks of conception, like two weeks after conception, she found out she's pregnant. Now she can file for child support at this time. So I was like, wow. I said, this is deep. I said, what they're doing is they're equating the man's pockets, his pockets, his pockets. They attack his pockets and attack the woman's body. And I was like, why? Because what they're saying, and you know what I'm saying? This is what they're really saying. The woman's body is her, 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 her asset or her value. You know, I'm not saying that, but that's what they, that's what, that's what it seems like to me. It's like her value is in her body. And when I mean that, when I say is this, look, you have women that know that they can get certain things just for the mere fact of them being a woman, not saying a woman, cause some women, the, the idea of that, it repulses them. They're like, what? Nah, I wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? But you do have women that take full advantage of that. They know that, look, I'm a woman. I know that I can get certain things and I can use my abilities to get it. You know what I'm saying? It's not for every woman, but that's how the, the law is really attacking it. Because when you look at the man's pockets, when a, like I give you a scenario, I'm just going to throw it out there real quick. If a man, it get he gets trapped. Like you got a woman that he, 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 he want to get down with or whatever the case may be. He puts on a condom. He has the conscious decision. I don't want to have no children. I want to have a good time, but I don't want to have no children. He puts on a condom and she takes a hole and she put a hole in the condom. This is a scenario. And I want you ladies to, to, to consider it and answer this question. Right. So boom, she takes the hole, put it in the condom. She's like, here, baby, put the condom on, blah, blah, blah. So he think he's strapped up and protected, but really he's not. It's a hole in the condom. She winds up pregnant. So now he says, look, I didn't sign up for this. I don't want to have a baby. I didn't want this responsibility. I didn't want this connection with you forever. I wanted to have a good time and then that was it or whatever. But I didn't want it to be this. And she said, no, I'm having a baby. Maybe he's a, a brother that got money or whatever. No, I'm having this baby. Whatever the case may be, what do you say in that regard to, you know, the whole situation of the abortion? Is is it right from the male's perspective? Is it right to say, okay, you made the decision, we had sex, whatever the case may be, but I don't want to have the baby. Is that okay that you get the abortion? How men, how men would say, oh, yo, just here, here goes some money take care of that or whatever the case be. Is it wrong for the man to be on that side of the coin in regards to this? That's what I'm talking about. So lady of sitting, you got your hand up. Let's go with you first. I know you're steaming over there. Let's get it. <laughs> so that's, that's the same thought that I have in my head. It's like something happens and they say, oh, well, you have to take responsibility. The woman is carrying the baby in her body. Mm -hmm. We understand that. Things like that happen, and the first thing that they say is, well, you laid down with him. The responsibility is still always put on the woman. Oh, you opened your legs. Mm. Whether he's strapped or not, it's the woman who opened her legs. 
even without holes and condoms, it breaks. That's true. But the woman opens her leg, so you're responsible. You got to deal with that. In the case, and I know a lot of men have that idea in their head about, about being trapped, why isn't the responsibility every on them? Why is it that you could just have fun and walk away? But if women just have fun, we get a whole bunch of names tacked onto us. That's true. That is true. So it's still just like, why is the woman held to a higher standard of being more responsible? Oh, you can't be the gold digger. You can't. You can't expect me to protect and provide for you. You're just supposed to allow me to have fun with you and, and, and discard you. Mm. When do we start holding men accountable for what they consider to be fun? Go play some sports. I'm not your game. Mm. But uh, I'm what, not your toy. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> how, how, toy how do we hold them one. accountable? Right. How do we hold them accountable? Now, both of my children's fathers can say the same thing because I said the same thing to both of them. Whether you are here or not, I'm not pursuing child support because if you die tomorrow, ain't nobody giving me child support for you. Mm. Now, one is paying child support and the one of them isn't because when they decide to take me to court for custody, they put him on child support. I never asked for it. Mm. But he'll probably tell whoever, oh, you know, she's... Why is it that men are allowed to just revel in their feelings and say that women are using their bodies? Aren't you using your whole body as a weapon against me? Mm. I want to chime in and say something. Now, theoretically, and I don't know if the statistics prove this, but women get trapped just as much, if not more than men do okay they are men out here that trap women for a living not only do they scheme (laughs) on women who are able to take care of them at the drop of a dime if need be they say this is going to be my incubator because if I have a baby with this woman I can always come back to this woman because I always have a place with this woman because I have a house and a family or I had a life with this woman you understand I'm saying so there's okay can I let the church say amen okay can I get an amen holla back hallelujah holla back okay you have to talk about these things too you can't only look at it from one perspective and one side okay let's talk about the men who who threaten to kill the women who don't want to have their baby and when they don't want to have their baby and they set you up or whatever the case is and try to I mean there's stories out there I got friends okay and I got a story and don't throw like you know I'm saying it's a time and place for everything you understand (laughs) what I'm saying so I mean, hello. Let's let's look at both sides of the coin, okay? There's a lot of women. Look at that ten year old girl that got across state lines just to get an abortion because Ohio says she can't have an abortion, and she had to be raped because if she was busting it open at ten, where the parents at? Mm. Where the parents at? Where are my mad? Where are daddy at? Now they trying to cross line. She's six weeks pregnant at ten. My daughter just turned nine. I looked at her. I said, one year from now, you got six week belly in your stomach. No, sir. We can't do that. 
We just can't do that. It's not going to work out. Okay? It's not going to work out like that. No, sir. Busting it open at 10. Okay, busting it open. Somebody has to groom her for that. Because what 10-year-old really knows that that's going to be what that process is? Let's talk about it. I mean, I had a friend. Listen, I'm born 80 in the 80s. I'm an 80 baby. Okay, we ain't gonna say. Somebody told me something. Okay, but I'm in the 80s. Okay, I'm in the 80s. And I had a friend. She was 10. She was busting it open. And she had the body for it and everything. She was ready. She was like, him, he gonna get it next. We had arguments and everything. Because I was seven years later. You know what I'm Before I even thought of busting it open. I didn't even know I had one. I couldn't even know what it looked like at 10. be like, what? What was she exposed to for her to even think that that was an option for her? Well, like you know, she was young, more sexually um, open than a lot of the other friends. You know what I'm saying? So maybe by accident, some people just have it in them that they're sexual in nature. We can't question that. I don't know if that 10 year old was raped or not, but I know she couldn't have an abortion. She about to have a baby at 10, possibly if she can't get some state to approve it. And then you got to go with your parents because you can't even go in. Where you going? Tanya, how did that even happen on the parents' watch? And I said, is she Caucasian? Because don't nobody even know what she looked like yet. Because I said, hmm. I said, you know, she was black niece. We would have seen Letitia already. Okay? They don't be hiding Letitia. Most likely. Okay? So I just want to know. Most likely she's Caucasian. I don't know. I'm going to do some fact checking on that. The youngest uh, person to ever give birth was a five-year-old. Oh my gosh! Wow, that's crazy. What, what was her nationality? Peruvian. I knew it. I say, yo, they be doing. That's crazy. Not all the time, but, but I, I see. I definitely was, see the 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 things are not as fair coming from a woman's perspective. Looking from trying to use empathy and look at a woman's perspective and see the things that y'all go through. Things definitely, you know, are lopsided. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 definitely because of the position that that women are placed in the society. Women are looked at more so as, all right, this is your prize or, you know, what I mean, this is this is what you get for. Oh, you, you work hard. You got you got money. You got a good car. This is your trophy. This is your prize. And not saying that men just particularly think like that. But society dictates that. They perpetuate it. They be like, yo, look, check it pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you get the car. What they say, you chase the money and the girls is going to chase you. Never chase a girl. And you look at the the songs that they're, that's being played on the radio. Songs like the Future song. What's that song? Chase a check. You know, never chase a chick, chase a check. Mm-hmm. And this is the type of things that goes into the minds of our youth. And they think it's supposed to be like this. But then again, you got to look at it. I'm not talking about none of you ladies, but you have some women who they look at that narrative and they assume that that role and they're fine with it. They'll say, okay, yeah, I'm going to get a man to pay for my, my, my nails. I'm going to get a man to pay for my hair. He's going to pay for my rent. He's going to do everything I need him to do. You dig what I'm saying? And, and they assume that. So it makes it hard for sisters who have independent thinking like yourselves, women who say, no, I'm not going for that. Nah, that's not a fair deal. No, we, we got to negotiate this a little bit further. Women that got their own minds, 
they 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 speak up about it and then oftentimes they're either ostracized, they blackballed, they you know, they're cursed out, some oh yeah, this, you this, you wanna be a man and da da da. So it's a whole bunch of stuff out there, man. But I look I look at the whole government because the reason why this happened, this is because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump, this was the three uh Supreme Court justices that he, you know what I'm saying, put up to be for the vote. The ones that I don't know if you guys remember about 10 months, 11 months ago when they had the big fuss about, oh, who's going to be the, 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 the Supreme Court justice? This is the individuals he put up in there. And when he put them up in there, now this is the aftermath. This is all political. And it has nothing to do with us as black people, but more so to do with white people and their numbers. Because when you really look at it, the abortion becoming illegal, it benefits white America. Because their numbers are dwindling. Their numbers are dwindling from either they're dying from disease, either they're not um, reproducing, or there's a lot of, you know what I'm saying, mixed babies that's coming in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got, you know, you mix black with white, <laughs> you mix black with Asian, you mix black with, 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 with anything, you pretty much mix black with is gonna, is gonna turn out something amazing. You dig what I'm saying? But. That's what's going on right now. And, it, and it's crazy. It's crazy, man. So one question I want to ask you, ladies, I want to pose this question to all of you. All of you. All right. In the sense of, you know, we're going to start with, matter of fact, we're going to start with, we're going to start with Lady Obsidian and Rain. We're going to start with you. This decision of the Roe v. Wade the decision of Roe v. Um, v. Wade, for you, for you personally, are you pro-choice or pro-life? If that's not too much of a personal question, but I want to pose it to the ladies. I want to, I want to have a consensus of what black women feel. You know what I'm saying in regards. I got, a, I kind of got an idea of what your sentiment is, but you know what I'm saying. I want to get an overall feel of what black women feel about. Are they, you know what I'm saying? Are they for like pro-life, meaning that stern, no, no crossing the line, you'll look, if you get pregnant, no matter what, you're gonna have the baby, that's it. And you just deal with the consequences. Or like you said earlier, accountability. Like, yo, it's not gonna happen for this situation right here. It's not gonna be all to be all, but for the most part, it would be, you know, pro-choice or pro-life or whatever. I guess because I can't just specifically be black and white, mm. it would probably come off more pro-choice. But I do believe in life. I value life. And like I said, I know people who have been assaulted and have carried the baby to term and kept the baby and raised the baby. I know people who have been assaulted and had the baby and gave the baby up for adoption to the mothers who couldn't have babies. Mm. Um, and I know people who have kids, got later in life, married with their husband and everything, but got pregnant again and was like, we can't take on another. And went through with it and I love them all just the same. Mm. So as much as I am pro-life, I still have to say people have the right to choose. Indeed. Lyrical movements, same question. Well, 
I'm definitely pro-choice. Um, I am, which to me is pro-life because if it's your decision to have a child, then it's your decision to have a child. If it's your decision, whether it's rape or incest or a one-night stand because you drank Hennessy for the first time and God only knows you're not ready to have no baby with a man and you don't even know his middle name. I don't know what you do on the weekends, okay? There's a lot of different scenarios behind whether or not you choose to have a baby or not. Okay. Does this? Did you meet this man's family and you realize that they all one chromosome show and you're a little afraid to procreate with him because you don't know if your child's gonna get like you want to roll a dice. You have quite. They, there's people that have. There's different scenarios. So, with all these factors that we're keeping in mind, and all the different nationalities and all the different stories, and you know, a woman should have the right to choose. We're going back to prehistoric days when women had to ask men whether or not, you know, they could smoke a cigarette in public or can I wear a dress tomorrow night or pants when I go in the garden? Like, I mean, really? Is that where we are right now? When there's so many other things going on, Ukraine, oil, look over here, look over here. Don't look over here. People can't even drive. People getting bicycle, grown people on bikes because they can't afford it. You understand? To drive. I can't drive tomorrow or Wednesday, but maybe I can drive on Friday when I get my check. You understand what I'm saying? It's bad right now. And I don't drive, but I know people. Okay? <laughs> so just understand what I'm saying. So I'm pro-choice. So to me, it's pro-life. Now, the separation of powers, that's all the matrix too. Because you over here fighting me and I'm over here fighting you. And at the end of the day, we're both losing because we're fighting. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. So I plugged out the matrix every now and then I plug back in. You know what I'm saying? I might have a little product or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to assimilate. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? I got to plug out a plug in or however you want to say it. Right. But most of the time. I'm not, I'm not feeding into all this craziness. I'm not going ham. I'm not waking up to CNN every morning just to see the plight of the world. I can't even get through the news without crying. I'm like, she didn't want the babies in the world. I said, what? Five people there. Oh, Lord. In the Bronx? Somebody call Roberta. Call Roberta. <laughs> you know, I can't do this. I can't. I'm not built for the news. You understand what I'm saying? You have the spirit for the news. You don't have the spirit for the news. Is the news giving you anxiety? There's people out here getting depressed. They're scared to go outside. You know, I heard there was some bombs on the train. I ain't going to take the take train till November. You know what I'm saying? When everything cooled down. People's going crazy. <laughs> Can't even go outside without seeing the news. I don't even know it's going to rain. I've been going outside. i like, is it going to rain today? Oh, damn. I should have took my umbrella. <laughs> I said, I could have checked my phone. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> There's other things that we worried about. There's other things. So I'm all the way pro-choice, pro which choice. to me is pro-life. So if I insult any fans or any fam, my apologies to the chef. <laughs> That's all I got for you. All right. All right. This Move lady, along. This lady I felt, B. That felt good. This that lady good. B, what, what say you? Pro-choice, pro-life. Like everyone said, like if you're pro-life, then you're pro-choice. Mm. And for me, 
I'm the type of person I like how people dictate what is going on in my life. You're not in my life unless I afford you that privilege. Mm. But even then, my decision making is for me. So it's like everybody has their standards of life that don't make it right or wrong. So for me, you're going to do what you want to do, baby. Be great. Because what they say, like what you eat don't make me shit. That's right. That's right. And it's like, I literally have very close friends who, listen, pro-choice is their way out for a lot. Mm. And for me, pro-life, just prime example, Black Lives Matter, when we speak on that, that's not negating other races. So when you say I'm pro-choice, that's not negating those who don't want to have or follow through into motherhood. Excellent point. Excellent point. Great point right there. You're right. Because um, when you look at it, you know what I'm saying? By saying one, you're not actually negating the other. You know, you know, it there's this space for both. But this was this decision, in my opinion, was all a polit it was all political. It was something that the Republicans wanted to do to throw monkey wrench in the Democrats getting votes for the next primary. That's what it is. That's you know what I'm saying. This was like this was like Donald Trump, when he came, like, you know, they try to throw a little monkey wrench when one administration is going out and another one is coming in. You want to throw a monkey wrench. This was that monkey wrench. But behind the monkey wrench itself, I think there's a real problem dealing with white America and their numbers. And I think it all matters. It all matters with the numbers because I think it was a it was a little bit drastic, you know, oh, we're going to shut it down no more but because it, it affects white people to get their numbers up you got to realize that in america this is the elite one percent this this is the elite this is the real minority because it's so many it's so many of us melanated people they're really the minority however it makes it seem like oh we're the majority and what we say go but you really you're really showing us start to show your hand to say like, yo, our numbers are really dwindling. I think it was a, it was a, a it was a, a, a consensus taken that saying for the first time, and I think like forty years or something like that, white people when they do the consensus that white people was less than numbers than a year pr the, the the consensus prior to that. So now this this Roe v Wade come out you know so it, it it makes me think you know I like to look behind the lines they say read between them I like to look behind them shits and be like yo let's what's really going on and you can see it's something about their numbers it's something about their numbers and I don't know if you guys heard about this but this is some recent news I, I just heard about the monkeypox and now they're saying that the monkeypox is is related get this is related to men having sex with men men being bisexual or something about sex with men so another thing to to re-promote the sex of man and woman so you can procreate i look at a lot of different things but they saying that's what they're linking the monkey pox to the monkey pox is is linked and can be transferred through they saying men being bisexual or whatever or sex with men. This is new off the press. I just got this information, but that's what's going on. And uh, when you see it, you can see their agenda 
from a mile away if you just pay attention to what they're trying to push. And you see that they need their numbers up. Numbers need to come up. It's crazy, though. But they don't want our numbers coming up. For black people, for black people, you know what I'm saying? We procreate. We do. We procreate. That's what we do. They don't want our numbers coming up. They want their numbers coming up. And that's what's, that's what's really going on here. Uh, you had something to say? Um, you want to say, um, Lady B? I was muted. Sorry. But I did, number-wise, like the statistics been showing since Roe versus Wade been into play from, it really went legal, 73. So from 73 up until now, the highest rate of abortions came from white mm. women. Mm. Like it surpassed ours. We were never touching. Mm. They put it to the kids like, you know, because it's in our area, because we have better access to it. That oh, it's only the black women that's getting abortions because they can't take care of the kids or they don't want their kids and blah, blah, blah. But when you really look into the history, the, the real true statistics of it, white women has always outdone us in that level. Exactly. And you know that because of Planned Parenthood, they put the Planned Parenthoods in the hoods. For a reason, because they want to dwindle our population. That was the whole get up. The whole get up is like, yo, these black people are outnumbering us. And when you look at people that do that deal with analytics and people that deal with statistics, they can punch these numbers in. Like Mo is an accountant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's an accountant. She knows about numbers. And you can you can learn a lot about numbers and you can do the numbers and you can project of what's going to happen. If we if we stay on this course right here, the way they're having babies and the way we're not having babies, we're getting abortions and because we wasn't going to get those abortions. You know, black families, that's one thing about black families. Black families, the baby, they'll send the, they'll send the mother down south until she deliver and then bring her back up and, and to make it like it ain't no nothing happening. But it ain't going to be Facts. no abortion. It ain't going to be no real abortion. Nah, I ain't going down like that in no black household. On your the cousin's average. your mama. Exactly. Your cousin's your mama. Yeah. You got you yeah, your cousin. How many? Look at that. I don't know. I want to spoil it for nobody, but look at what you call it. What's that name of that um show? They just had a show like that um with Mary J. And, 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 and uh, Power. Power. It was, it was on Power when Mary J... She was like, "Yo, this is his his spoilers, aunt." Spoilers, she was spoilers. an aunt. She I was an aunt. Spoilers. Yeah, this is last season. This We're is last season. I didn't know. I'm like, "Who? But, yeah, but, yeah, no, no, but I didn't see that episode but yeah, yet. Mm, no, no, don't tell me more. It's what you call it, man. It's a lot of that going on. Oh, that's your auntie, but auntie's really your mom. Really your mama. Who's really Zeke? your mama? Zeke. Wait, wait. Yeah, Zeke. 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 Mary Zeke really. <laughs> Yeah. Hold up, Zeke, you done messed it up. <laughs> Damn. Hold up, Zeke. They got Zeke. Hold up. Is it Zeke? That's why Zeke got to carry the family on his back. I always was wondering why. Why you not care? Y'all sell drugs. Like, what you worry about me? That makes sense. They sell a lot, Black. What do I have to do with this show? <laughs> Still 
need to know what power had to do with Roe versus Wade. Go ahead and segue into that. Go ahead and segue what Mary J. Blige, me and Zeke's mama. Yeah, spoiler yeah. back there. Did you hear that? If you haven't seen it, it's but, a rap now. But, but that's definitely that's that's, that's in the black, that's in the black culture. You know how it is. When it, when we was raised with accountability. Exactly. Fact. Exactly. There's also things like that. I know. I know somebody who. They they got somebody pregnant, and the mother couldn't keep the baby, and so his sister took the baby. Mm-hmm. First of all, he was young; he wasn't supposed to be having kids. So his niece, really his daughter, but like that's a Hispanic that's a Hispanic household. So it's like it's the same thing. Like our cultures had a different value on life, mm-hmm. and like earlier we were, we were talking about like how it's like a bait and switch this became a big topic for us to kind of all fight about and my my mind is comical okay so it was like the whole pad and tampon shortage they didn't talk about that but apparently the whole tampon and pad shortage is supposed to be met with the increase in pregnancy you ain't gonna worry about not having no pads or tampons if you're pregnant wow (laughs) that's great (laughs) (laughs) that's great But if you, we think about they that. They ain't like, even right. <laughs> I said, but now look at this. You pushing all these women to have babies, and they got baby formulas for shortages. Well, I'm going to feed my baby. I can't feed my baby. Exactly. I said, what they over there? Crushing up grapes? Great, what they doing? Great you don't point. Know. Off, you still got to be at work. Great point. Right. Great point. Right. Cause, cause so you're pushing babies on us, but we can't even feed our children. Not to mention we have food um, inflation prices coming. Half people can't. Even, somebody was like, uh, "We can't even have chicken wings to bother you. Chicken wings twenty five dollars for seven chicken wings." I said, seven chicken wings twenty five dollars." I said, "Damn, I can't buy chicken wings in a while." I remember when fish, seafood was the expensive thing. You know what I'm saying? Is expensive. Like, Seven chicken wings for twenty five dollars. I said, "You about to get the chicken That's legs?" I said, know. "Just get the legs." That's why you know this wasn't about us. That's why. That's how you know it's not about us. You know it's not us. And if you really look at the okay, I'll be reading transcripts, y'all. Don't judge me. (laughs) But if you look at the structure of how that whole case was, first off, what case you knew, especially back then, when it involved a black female or male, were we ever? given that opportunity to remain anonymous. Mm. Anything that happened in the black culture was put on display. You mean to tell me a lot of people don't even know this this lady name ain't even Roe. It's not. It's um what's her name? Uh that was an alias. Norman something. Norm yeah, Norma Norma, Norma, Norma something. Norman yeah. And then a headbanger. Yeah. Her her reasoning behind it. And then my thing is if you're going to bring something to, to the Supreme Court, you got to be on the P's and Q's. Use the right terminology. Use the right supported articles in the Bill of Rights. Like, they was on the right track, but didn't solidify it. I and on top of that, it's up. like, years later, now you're on the anti-abortion train. Yeah, because she, what you call it, They she said that they paid her the actual woman, the actual woman that actually this ha- happened to. What? You know, they said she paid, yeah, they paid her. Yeah, they paid her to get on the pro, 
life size because she was she was pro-choice then they paid her to to make speeches about pro-life and, and she confessed on her deathbed that oh they they paid yeah. me to do that but why my whole thing is if you were so adamant about it to where you became this historic mm. debate in law money moved you why exactly it was and, and, and that's the thing you know, I, we 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 just hold a set a, a certain set of values. Just being melanated, you know what I'm saying. You call it what you want to call it, but just being melanated, we hold a certain set of just core values that's embedded in us. You know, certain things is not going to be questioned. Certain things is not, you're not going to go through with certain things. Now, there's certain situations for for other things, but on the most part. But when you're dealing with 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 them with with that whole situation, it was more political or for about money and clout with her than anything. Cause you know the daughter, cause they did an interview of the daughter, the actual daughter. That if if she if if she didn't if that decision didn't come down two months prior to then it came, her daughter would never been alive. So that decision when it when she won that decision Roe v Wade when she won the initial decision. Her daughter was two and a half months old that she gave up. She gave up for adoption. She had two abortions. No, she had two, three kids, but she had two kids that she gave up for adoption. And the third one, she wanted to abort. Now, had that had that situation went through, that child was even born. And when you look at the documentary, she don't even she didn't even talk to her mother. She didn't even talk to her. She didn't want to reconcile with her. Nothing. She didn't want nothing to do with her. You know what I mean? And, and on her deathbed, she said, oh, they paid me to do this and all that. But like you said, the great question is, if if this was a real issue for you, then how did money move you? If if really if you really felt this in your heart that, yo, this is my choice and I just I'm fighting for the, the rights of women. How did money persuade you to go to contradict everything you said prior and, and jump on that bandwagon for money? You know what I'm saying? I don't think it ever had anything like to do to with kill. the rights of women as much it had for her getting her needs met at that particular point. And, you know, the more we're talking about their their justification for overturning Roe versus Wade, there are now so many other things that are underneath that umbrella. Consent, con- contraception, like interracial marriage, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it's like, they'll be looking to go after those oh of course you know you know right we'll do another panel discussion about that hold on i want to segue right back to that topic because i think she knew this certain women and father forgive me if i'm over speaking okay but some women are not meant to be mothers some women don't have that maternal instinct. That's true, that's true. Okay. So you're going to force this woman to be a parent to children she didn't even want? Is that how I'm hearing it? That's a so she's going to mess these kids up instead of giving them up? Or instead of not having them in the first place? Now, decision is, is, is a hell of a thing, isn't it? Right. But she should have the choice to decide whether or not she's going to have these children because she knows she does not have that maternal gene. She knows she's going to ruin these kids. Or even she knows she's going to ruin these kids. She should accountability is her saying pro choice. I don't want these children because I know I'm going to F them up. It could also you understand what I'm saying? She's married and she didn't want her children to be handled by the, the, her husband. She could have been trying to save their kids from the man. 
Mm. Oh. Back then, we also understand. That's a little that different. We had no autonomy. If that's the whole story, now that's a little different. She was being a little revengeful. That's it. Roe versus Wade got spun. But that's how American history is, isn't it? It doesn't really matter what the origin of the story was because at the end of the day now, more people benefited from that than didn't. So does the means justify the ends? Like you said, that's the real question. It's a lot of it's a lot of it's yeah. a lot of things connected to that decision Truth. that you're gonna see that's coming what they really out. Want to attack. Exactly. It, yeah. It may be, it, like you said, that may be the decoy because you, you you throw one thing out there, but we really want to attack same sex marriages. That's probably right. what they really want to attack or something else. And look it. at how Obama gave them that right. Obama was like, "Listen, you can love who you want. You can marry where you want. You're welcome. Good night. Mm. You understand what I'm saying?" And what you gonna do after that? I don't see nobody trying to overturn that. Oh, they I don't coming. see anybody. All these Christians that were against same-sex marriage, that was burning people's houses down on, setting Not- them hosts on fire and all type of thing, just because they're in a relationship with each other. And they're coming at the kitty cat more than they're coming at the... But you, you know, understand but what I'm you, saying? You put whatever you say, acronym you want to put together with that. What you're saying is, but I, I'm really getting is that that's that's probably the real agenda. Like we really look at it, maybe this was just the front. That's the front. Could have been. He said I know it was distractions. The awakening of how yeah. everybody was raw, raw. Mm-hmm. He literally said, "What's next under it is you know these same sex marriages. We got to look into that too." Yep. And then some another justice rebutted like, "Oh no, don't worry, we're not touching on the back." But if you look at the legality of it. When it overturned overturned Roe, it also overturned what was it, Casey Cassidy? Yep. Whoever it is, that's versus the because they're all saying that the only reason why this happened was because of due due process, which means all the other things that weren't along with due process is also impacted by this. Mm -hmm. It's a whole can of worms that just came that 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 opened up when when they did this. I think what it was, they thought they was being slick. And didn't realize the Pandora me. box. Yeah, the, it's a Pandora's box because when you look at how many things is attached is attached to that bill of legislation. Who? It's gonna be. It's gonna be crazy. You already got these people storming the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? You know how they give it up. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you know I see more of that in the up. future. Yeah, you I see think a million women should pull up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, we need to talk about some things, okay? Because it's not really about the control thing. I think it's about more about our rights and our divine unions. And our ability to make these decisions on our own because it affects us more. Because if you die or you decide to leave or anything else could possibly happen or maybe I don't have children easily or something's wrong with me, this decision should be mine to make. And yours also, if we're in a union. But if if I'm a singulary person that's affected by this decision, I should be the main person that's making this mental decision that's going to affect the rest of my life and my offspring and if i have children already or if i choose to have more children or if i have no job right now and i can't even support the children that i have like these are all decisions that we should be able to make because it's our bodies 
because we give life. Okay, so the, the very first minute I see a brother push a bowling ball out in bottom, he can come and tell me how I can use my kitty cat any day of the week when he does it first. You understand what I'm saying? I need to see some magic happen. Make that magic happen, Captain. You see me? All right, that's how you go. We also that's how I feel. They've been um, giving birth to babies in bags. You know, that's so it's it. oh, you- <laughs> See, I told you I, I told you I watched the news. You thought I was kidding. You thought I was kidding. I'm like, huh? Oh, when did this happen? What's I don't know. Security. That's my niece, security. So, uh, oh, explain, explain this to me. I want the baby. You do, you do wow. what? Say that again. Repeat they that. They have a bag that will grow a fetus. Literally. You think about the same-sex relationships that you know aren't procreating. Now they can grow their own baby in a bag. Let me tell you something. I don't want no wow. baby born in a bag, out of a bag, from a bag, in a bag, out of a bag. Me not want a baby. Keep it. Something wrong with it. No sir. They mean they not type of woman business. No sir. Keep it. What? That's my brother, my sister, my cousin, somebody else gonna have a baby for me. That's I don't want no baby from no bag. They need to overturn that. And That's so when crazy. we're talking about the concept of control, <laughs> like they control women's bodies in more ways than one. They make it seem like we have a choice, but it's like, oh no, here's the contraception. It's hormones, but you have to be responsible if you don't want to have any babies, yeah. you know, take the contraceptive, which chemically like alters us. Oh, or, you know, the women now have to start carrying condoms on their own because if the man's like, oh, well, you know, it feels so much better without one. God forbid you give them the condom. Oh, you poked a hole in this. Mm. You know, at what point do these men who want to have so much control over our bodies say, hey, I'm not ready to have kids. Let me go into the doctor's office, have that little, you know, vasectomy that can be reversed. That can be when reversed. they're ready. Yeah, it actually they don't tell that part. It depending on how it's done procedurally, surgically, it can grow back, grow back on its own. Oh, word! I didn't even know that. I thought mm-hmm. one, I thought that procedure was was oh, no. final. That's not a final they look, procedure. They tell you what they want you to think. That's up. crazy. That's crazy. They want to police our. I think there's been a few cases of bodies, babies after the fact. Police themselves. See, I oh, think. How about you teach your boys to stop? taking advantage of women you know the reason why but this is the reason why when you look at it and it's gonna stop it stops when women understand what they're doing when you look at look at every commercial that you see on television right now you know if they're trying to sell something they use women to sell it they use sex to sell it you know what i'm saying i don't care if it's a doritos commercial i don't care if you're selling a twinkie i don't care what you're selling they're going to use some form of sex to sell it so as long as women continue to assume this position to say that oh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna continue to get this money doing these things it gotta be a breaking point it gotta be a breaking point somewhere where someone says okay look no we're not gonna do that no more like, I yeah, but I these get... corporations aren't run by women predominantly. No, I'm not talking. So about... you have men behind the scenes going like this with the marketing. No, the women. That this is the, <clears throat> this is the thing. Women, you can't get you can't get a man to play a woman and sell um, an item. Wait. 
Yes, you can, my brother. No, 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 no. Have you forgotten? Have Drag queen, drag wasted. Have you forgotten that girl that got chicken out there, strung out, thinking she was really the real deal? And she had a peeny pony, peeny pony, peeny. Like, you gonna have, you gonna have, you gonna have. Oh, you forgot? You gonna have women. Oh, these men out here is out here playing women better than us. Listen. I look better than me. You, you. Come out here, what with the Adam's apple? Like, oh, no, I gotta call this my I gotta squat. But, is you crazy? But think oh, about you don't it, even though. know how it's going think down. About it, Black, think about stop it, though. Stop the shenanigans. No, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> whenever women want to stop, whenever women want to stop something that, that they're being portrayed as, like I remember, Tom, when it was a no-no to call a black woman the B-word. Not now. Not now. But when I was growing up, that was like, you, you, you couldn't say that. Yeah, you couldn't say that. The like, UNITY era. I was raised, yeah, exactly. I was raised yeah, that, yo, okay. you don't black. call a black woman that, uh, you never called it that. It, it, was, right. it wasn't to be called, but now in this era, that's like synonymous with a woman. But it's why? synonymous. Well, in the why? 90s, we know why. Because, we had the whole face of music change and everybody was like, oh, that's my B, that's my B. But, I'm a B, he's my N. Yes. And we embraced these words embrace and flipped it. them, especially exactly. in urban cultures, exactly. and completely redefined the words. But when so you it depends embrace, on who you're using when you it with. Embrace, when you embrace, when the women oh, embrace this role, we got to realize, because mm. you got to be, you got to be a willing participant. It's not right. like you can't, you can't have no fight against it. Like if, if, if the patriarch, right? The patriarchal system that it, that we're living in, and that's what we're living in. We are. But when you look at it, you have to have some form of complicity in order for it to operate. At some point in time, women are gonna have to make that stand and say, "No, we're not gonna tolerate this. We're not." The same way women are getting extra wages now, their wages is not the same as it was back then. The wages are getting is they're getting better wages now. But what I'm saying is, they stood up for that. It was it was a point where no, we're not gonna tolerate this no more. So when you look at the women who continue to make other women look bad by accepting this role and being complacent in it and saying, Oh yeah, this is what it is. I'm I'm just living a dream. I get my hair done, I get my, my nails done. You heard the new song, I'm ethnic no I'm, I'm, no, you know the song oh, I'm talking please. about. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know how new that song is. Go ahead. These but, sisters got their yeah. hands up. I'm going to save my... Now, nah, they got... They, no, they, they about to pimp slap I'm you not, with their nah, comments letting, before they forget it. Nah, before see, they forget it. This is all strategy. Facts. This is strategy. see them hands up? This ain't no classroom. Listen, this is strategy. This is strategy. Facts. Because she about to put a whole... Look, she got five fingers up. She got one finger. She's like, you ain't see my finger. I'm going to put my whole hand up. Holler at a player. No, you see my hand. I got something to say. Now I gotta let now her stew. No, I gotta let her stew because that's how it works. She's been on this show before. I gotta let her stew because when I let her go, <laughs> when I, I let forget. Go. Black talk so long, I forgot what I was gonna say. When I was like, my brother. When I, I let her go, she gonna go in. She gonna go in. All right, boom, we gonna open it up. We open it up. We gonna open it up. All right, look, Obsidian, go ahead. Let it, <laughs> let it happen. I know you feel me. Please I write it, it down. Write down your questions now. I'm you ain't not remember them, my friend. No, you can't ad lib. You have to write it down. Her forehead get red. Her forehead get red. It be like, I'm like, yeah. My question was, hold on, I wrote it down because I know how your ass get down. This is a question that I had. 23 minutes ago. Go ahead. Nah, somebody has a question. Go ahead, go ahead, You got to make it light. It's all you. It's all you. Excuse my language, but the pussy has never been more powerful than the fist. Boom. Mm. 
And it's not necessarily that sex sells, it's fear. Mm. Women subscribe to do these things because the fear is they're not going to have the resources they need. Mm. If we didn't operate out of fear because we knew that we were going to get fair treatment, that we were going to get, you know, fair resources, then we wouldn't compromise in order to get things done. So it's still the concept of men need to value us more than they value their ego, more than they value their sense of control, their masculinity, because we open our mouths to say something, oh, you're too masculine. You don't know how to be submissive. I can't be submissive to somebody who's not protecting me. Mm. That raises a whole new argument. It would be another show part no, two. No, no. Not Roe versus no, Wade. Steven versus Tyrone. Okay. I'll let a player. You gotta look Let's at go. it. Let's go. I'm I ready, get, Black. I definitely get your point. Your point is definitely taken. However, <laughs> however, you gotta look at it. You gotta look at it. When you look at when you look at the way women interact with men, because even in this whole the whole dynamic of what we're talking about. You made a you made a great point, but when you look at look at women and look the way look at the way, like you have a, a certain point of view, you have a certain point of view, but then you look at the over the overwhelming am- amount of women that will contradict that point of view. They say, "Oh, I'm not abused. I'm doing the abusing." They got this dude on 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 not TikTok, uh, YouTube. Where he goes around, he get rented cars. He rent cars. He rent Lamborghinis, all these nice, fancy cars. And he sit there and wait for a nice, beautiful sister to walk by. And she walks by. Now, he do hundreds of videos. So if you got hundreds of examples of what I'm about to say, it got to be a real thing. So he sits there and they walk by. When they walk by, he's like, hey, how you doing, sister? Let, Let me know. Can I talk to you? Blah, 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 blah. Oh no! They look at him. Their face turned up, screwed up. Oh no! Oh, you you look broke. You look, you know, what I'm saying like you ain't got nothing. Da 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 da. He's like, nah. I'm just trying to get to know you. Like you got a boyfriend. You got a man. Yeah, I got a man. Nah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't deal with you. And then he said, all right, have a nice day. And he spins off and he gets in his car. When he gets yeah, in his right. car, yeah, right. What borough is this happening? No, this if is this all happening over. in Brooklyn. He ain't no, spinning no. off before he this, call you a B and tell no, no, your mama no. that you wasn't that cute in the first place. He they they I'm got saying. they got different dudes. This is different. People making a living off this on YouTube. They got different dudes. And they dudes. get to select which one of these videos they're actually putting out No, there. but hold on, though. If, if it's not happening, if it's not happening, you wouldn't have that footage. You wouldn't have that footage. Now, so, I want right, to see... So that's one in how many? Is that right. one I'm in talking 10? About hundreds. Or is it he's only posting... But I'm, I'm just want to talk about. You can get... Because, uh, first of all, you take statistics and you understand that you take 10 videos, but you only post the five that, you know, create no, the narrative, well, I, I narrative get, I get that what you you're saying. Well, this individual I'm talking about, his name is TC, and I've seen him post both. I've seen him post the videos, the sisters that don't go for it. I see you, Lady B. You coming next. The 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 uh the the sisters who don't go for it, because I I've watched his videos and I've seen I think two sisters that didn't care. They was like, y'all, I was I was into you. You know what I'm saying, yo. You know what I mean? Whatever. But most of them was like, yo, when they seen that he had a car, their whole attitude changed. And it's disgusting because when you look at it, you be like, yo, damn, man. It's like, yo, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm coming to you sincere, 
if I'm coming to you sincere and yo, I'm really, I like you. I want to get to know you. And you make the condition, you make it contingent upon me having money or me having this. Then what it's going to do is going to create this psych, this psychosis in my head that chase the money. All those songs, all those songs that say chase the money, don't chase no females. It all demeaning to women. However, when you look at how, when you, when you actually apply it, it's actually true. It's actually true when you see, oh, I'm chasing the money. When I was chasing the female, I didn't get no play. But now I'm chasing money. All the females are chasing me. And that's not saying that doesn't reflect on any of you ladies personality or characteristics. But when you look at a lot of the sisters out there, if you got money, you got a chance. And that's the way they view women. So when you got the men raising their children, men raising their children, like, yo, listen, son, I'm gonna let, I've been through it already. I didn't get no play when I was out there being Mr. Chivalry and being Mr. Romantic. But when I start getting my money up, they all chase me. And he tells his son this, his son tells his son, his sons tells his son. And that's how you create this. And at some point in time, one of us, men, man or woman, one of us got to say, yo, look, let's stop the bullshit. Let's come together on some type of common ground and redefine the, the parameters of what constitutes a man and what constitutes a woman. Like, oh, All right, this I want to segue after my sister. Um, Lady B. Before I forget. Lady B is on you, queen. So... Right. I gotta start this off with my favorite saying, and it goes both goes both ways. Every female grows to be a girl. Mm. Not every girl grows to be a woman or a lady. Same thing for every male to a boy to a man or gentleman. Yes. Now, we can all agree life is perspective and perception of the individual. Mm. So for me, you push the narrative because we all create narratives. You're going to push the narrative that you're either traumatized in or you survived from and healed from. Those are the only only two perspectives, really. Mm. And listening to what you were saying about what you say, his name, TJ. TC. TC. For me, you got to look at what is it that he's trying to portray? Because if we all say, which I don't agree with to an extent, you are what you attract. What are you attracting that's going to keep giving you this same outcome? Mm -hmm. Or what in yourself is drawing these particular people? Because that's the thing, though. We want like women, men are attracted to women. Right, we attracted to y'all. We attracted to y'all. It's y'all that. But don't we attract you? Yeah, don't we attract you? Of course. So, is it the chicken or the egg? We. What I'm saying is that if a man, I'm gonna tell you, I I, I use this analogy a lot, right? Men are like horses, and women are like the ride of the horse. You know, you know when you got. Yeah, you you better be careful with this, son. I'm gonna tell you. Listen, hit me, hit me out. You already rock. We somebody getting ridden. Hit me, hit me out. Hit me out. Hit me out. When an individual, when an individual, right? When you got a horse and the rider of the horse, the rider of the horse is the one who's controlling where that horse go. Is it really the rider? 
Yeah, it's the rider because you gotta look at it. A woman can right. tell they a man. Break them down. A they wom- put the bit and bridle in their mouth, and then they steer them. Yep. But hold on, no, no. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You're it's trying to be slick. You're trying it's to you, you're Yo, trying to say, oh, it's a, it's a different. The, the minute I'm you decide you, to buck our but, ass but, off that back, no, you're done. No. I'm and talking about the not women. Not only is the rider paralyzed, like your man Superman, he wasn't <laughs> really that women. super. He the wasn't God forbid. Rest in peace. Riders. You understand, Mr. Reeves? The okay? women are the riders. The, the horse decided it didn't want to be ridden. Do you the, understand? The that, there goes your analogy. No, no, no. Listen, hit me out, though. <laughs> there goes your blood clot analogy. It done. Try again. When you Come got on, it. When you got it. He's when, saying that the woman is the rider. The woman the is a rider. The horse but listen, though. The break or whatever the case is. If you think, if you think. You know how many if, times I done felt like a horse with a big old man on my back? I'm just saying. I'm saying, but you. But if you think about the essence of the horse, is it really the man? We could personify it. I don't see it that way. No, I'm just saying. I'm looking at the analogy that I'm, I'm presenting. I'm presenting the analogy of a man being the horse. The, the woman the horse? is being. No, the, the drive part. Meaning that, oh. meaning, because I was trying to explain myself, you know what I'm saying? But y'all just attacked me. It's all good. But what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is that when you have a man, a man has drive. And a lot right. of times a man have drive with no direction. And mm. and that's the woman who comes and be that counterpart to him that can give him that direction. If he's ready for that. If he's ready for that. Because there's brothers out here that don't want a woman to tell them anything. No, we're not going with the It's ifs. not even your place. We're not going with the ifs. We're talking about the, the scenario that I'm giving. I'm giving huh? you the scenario of this is the scenario of a man. This is the scenario okay. I'm giving you. Well, so, so assume that everything I'm saying is fact. So okay. if a man don't have, he don't have. <laughs> Just candidate. See, that's see what the I'm way talking. my mind set up. Exactly. I'm sorry. That's that's the reason why the women and the men are going <laughs> through what we sorry. going through today. Exactly. exactly. That's the reason why <laughs> they dropping these stamps and tell, listen, you can't do that's this why. because you know what? I'm tired of telling you what to do, <laughs> and you're not doing what I want you to do. So about, now you don't have a choice to do what you want to do because I done took it away. No. If that's not a controlling ass, abusive ass man, no. Making no, decisions? No. Come on. No. I don't know what else it could be. The man is the horse? No, the, the man is the horse, meaning the man is the drive. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get out the analogy so you can see where I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah, I'm but you're shooting it we down before I say analogy. anything. A but you way. But, but, but no, like it. She no, don't like women, it. She don't like it. Nobody like it. No, the women today, the no, women I hear, grew up. I hear him. He's no, saying right. like the, the horse having like... Because when you think of a horse, like you think of a horse as like freedom, they have like the horsepower to go. They can just right. go. So he's saying the drive of a man would be like the horse and the woman being the rider, we can steer them if they allow themselves to be steered because we also do know that horses will buck their riders off if they right. don't vibe with the rider. Exactly. But I do get what he is trying to say. That's the whole point. It has to be a conducive unit and I think that's the problem. Because we're always looking at it as one person has the upper advantage or whatever the case no, is. No, the, the advantage is always in the, posi- is the, the position of the mother, the woman. The woman always have the upper hand dealing with a man. But th- but today, women don't realize that. Women don't realize that. But you can't say they don't. That's, Men that's will follow a woman's lead. A woman, will, a man will follow a woman's lead if she know how to lead. And that's okay. the thing. A woman, like... I, I don't I, I, know, Blas. Your perspective is slightly to- narrow. Listen. Like we've had this conversation before on a previous on a on the previous panel in regards like 
wives submitting to their husbands, husbands submitting to wives. Like there is like, so they have to be willing. There are a lot of men like, oh, you just want to control me because they have like their own, you know, issues or their mommy issues, whatever the case is. Correct. They want to assert themselves. They want to be the alpha, which we all Overtly aggressive types. Or even that we all, we, I understand. I'm not sure who else understands the point where the alpha is only created in a, a, like a confined space. Like when they were doing the study on wolves and like the alpha wolves, it's in confinement. They're only become alpha because they're trying to assert themselves to make sure they maintain resources. There are no alpha wolves in the wild. Mm. You know, so in regards to Just men deep. and women, we also have to understand that men also kind of created this demon within women because they all wanted to go for the bad chicks. So now women was like, you know, now, okay, fine. He wants this, then I'll start portraying this. We created monsters out of each other. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you look at, you look at, when you look at who created, just hear me out for a second. When you hear, when you, when you see a woman, right? Men, what the type of women we go for. Men like women. A woman has the power to touch a man. She has the power to touch a man to calm him down. She got that power to touch a man to fire him up. A woman can look at a man a certain way if she's been violated and look at her man a certain way and that would take him to super Saiyan mode. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, you you follow anime, um, Lady Obsidian. He'll go into Goku stage <laughs> or whatever. You know what I'm saying? If, if she look at him a certain way. This is power. This is power. But a lot of times this power becomes misused. And if you're not responsible with it. Now, we look and we say, oh, we in a patriarchal society. Yes, we are. However, the, the power always lied with the woman. And it still lies with the woman. You know what I'm saying? It but does. she don't want to be that one to say, oh, I'm going to be the one that I'm going to take you in this direction. Because if a man loves a woman or he he wants to be with a woman, I'm going to tell you a secret. They might take my man card for this. But if a man likes you and he wants to be with you, I mean, there's really nothing or no direction he won't be willing to take to go to get to be you, to be with the you. The operative word was if the man wants. Yes, if he wants but but this is the society that we live in. The society that, that we live in is that women needs to be women are the ones that are chosen. And that's the way they set it up. And it's true because women are chosen by the men. They, but it's chosen. the woman's choice to submit as a woman the vulnerability exactly. to that man. Exactly. And my whole thing is again, it it all comes down to terminology because everybody get hooked on man and woman not understanding you have grown as broken bitter girls portraying women mm-hmm. broke as bitter boys portraying men. to be men that's right they're stuck in whatever trauma it is and going back to the alpha male alpha woman study the the narrative pushed is the statistics as oh you know we're made in this way in the dynamics of when you're alone. You have to have this protected little guard, mm-hmm. to say the least. But the pros of an alpha personality, they're a leader. Mm-hmm. So they know how to work well with others. 
And it's like when you're fighting with your mate, it's never the mate you're really fighting. You fight. It's yourself. whatever it is, the insecurities you have, mm-hmm. the dynamics of your mindset compared to your spouse. Like I've seen it. And and this comes from like all dynamics, all aspects of a relationship, whether it be um same sex friendships, opposite sex friendships, relationships, whatever the case may be. And I think once everybody understands, yes, we have a set definition of a man. But everybody has their individual definitions as well. Because what a man looks like for me doesn't look like a man for the next female. Indeed. And that, and, and that, vice versa with what a, a woman looks like to you doesn't look or equate as somebody you might personally know. Indeed. I see. And I, so, I, like you said, like both of y'all said, and, and you know what I'm saying, in essence, about the accountability. Like both parties need to take accountability for their own stuff because like we can't we can't sell the narrative that oh the reason we're we're living in a patriarch a patriarch and this is the only um so men are the are the reason why everything is wrong no it's both parties both parties are complicit do you got the part like men are overbearing men we got that that mentality that oh we got to take control because this is what we think women want this is what men think that women want. In our minds of what a man is, we got to be able to take control. But every woman don't feel that way. Every woman don't want you to take control. You know what I'm saying? But it's very confusing in this day and age where when I was growing up, it was it was simple. Yo, look, you the man of the house. If somebody come breaking the house, it's you that's going to that's gonna put your life protect on the line it. and yeah. protect your family. If you die, you die the hero. You dig what I'm saying? In this day and age, that's not necessarily the case. That's all lost in translation because look at the the real propagandized mission that is being pushed. All inclusive. Oh, we're all the same until all we're not. All the same. All oh, the same. You, know, you have all the, the right same. to feel like a woman, but you're a man. And you got the right to portray that you're a woman. When all reality, your physiology, your mentality, your emotional Great capacity, point. intelligence is built different. Great, great point. And vice versa with the woman that wants to be the man. Oh, I feel like a man, so I'm a man. But when it's all said and done and when it comes head to head, you retreat to what you know naturally to be a man or to be a woman. Because culturally, when we think about it, men are supposed to be like the protectors, right? Mm-hmm. Women are the, the nurturers, but they do understand how to lead and be accountable because when the men are away from home the women's still running the household and raising the kids right what happens then when the women don't find safety and security in their protectors they now become the protectors and men feel like they're not men enough and this this thing starts to shift it starts to get warped the lack of identity it feels a big part and why all these issues are what they are. We don't we don't know how to be men. We don't know how to be women. And I'm saying air quotes because definitions are all now subjective, apparently. Exactly. It's, it's so convoluted nowadays, man. That's Nobody wants to and non-binary. Are you non-binary? Point fingers. There's no <clears throat> accountability. There's point fingers. Oh well, the women are gold diggers and. Oh, the men are superficious or mm-hmm. 
we're all putting airs on to portray some stereotype that nobody knows where it even came from anymore. Right. We say be yourself. Do you even know who you are? A lot of people don't. <laughs> Shoot, you change every seven years. Who you was last year is not who you gonna be next year anyway. Possibly, depending on you know where you are in the cycle. You change like, yeah. right? So it's like even at the core of understanding what your values are, your morals are. How willingly do you compromise them to be accepted because it's out of fear? I, oh, your I morals is very big. Because yeah, big. I get more props that way, so I'm going to demean all the other girls that I don't think fits that mold. And now those same girls who's like, oh, well, he wants a bad chick. Let me now go ahead and be a bad chick. And now, oh, she's now a gold digger. But well, very and rarely do men marry marry bad chicks. Are they marrying the bad no, chicks? See, like nah, they just want the bad men, chicks, right? I think I, I think I saw the TikTok where it's like um I think it was like Beyonce, Rihanna, um Yeah, I seen that joint. Cardi B, where yeah. they're like, you know, all of these women are giving us all these music that we could all do this, but they're all in like loving relationships. Yep. They all <laughs> like, in literally facts. Somebody said and that that is yeah. because if you look at it for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. You got Megan Thee Stallion that everybody's right. so big on. You have Cardi B that everybody's so big on. Beyonce, um, uh, Nicki Minaj. These are the top black women that's mm-hmm. in the game. You right. can go anywhere internationally. And, and Rihanna, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. Internationally, they're known. If you listen to their music that they've been pushing, but then you mm-hmm. look at their lifestyle. Totally different. Right. And my whole thing is just as I probably have my 90s and back in the day music and heavy rotation because the lyrics were what they were living. Right. It was respect. It was, hey, I've been here before. I don't I didn't have a mom or I didn't have a dad. So I'm going to help you get to where I am. But because I don't want you to go through the BS that I had to go through to get there. Right. Each one, teach one was a thing through album music, and you can you can see it in the mentality of conversations. And for me, it's like when you realize social media, it's a gift and a curse. It's a gift to those who are individuals, know who they are, and want to network forever, whatever reason, connect with people. It can be a blessing, but it's also like a curse to those who don't understand who they are, have no individuality, has no dominant me on the inside. It's mm-hmm. like you're looking what how they used to tell us you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Indeed. They're looking for validity in all the wrong places. And you're and- dealing with people who have personas and hey, this is how I'm on Instagram, but that's not really me. I have a couple friends who have different pages. And I'm like, well, I had one person really tell me, oh, I have to be a certain way here, but this is my backup page. I want to follow this, this, this. And I'm like, yo, but that's not, this is you. <laughs> that's not you. But you're the realest in America. Yep. I'm confused. That's what and that's what and that's that's what dealing with Persona, our people. image. Yes. When, I, when it's dealing with our people, and that's what I'm really concerned about. Us as a people, when it when it comes to black men and black women getting together, we gotta look at the things that we are like you said you said it earlier, um, Lady Obsidian, accountability. 
You know, all of you touched on that in one point or another during this conversation, accountability. And I think it's the accountability that's going to allow us to come and and really just coexist with, with each other. Because it seems like, you know, because I'm letting you know from the male's perspective, from the male's perspective, the way men think these days, I interact with the youth, I interact with individuals. The way that they think is that it's all about me getting my paper up. If my paper is up, there's no woman off limits. That's 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 the general perception of men. Men is like, yo, if my paper is up, if Rihanna, nobody's off limits. When you look at who Rihanna is dealing with, Rihanna is dealing with, with, with Travis, what's his name? Travis Scott or whoever. She's got a baby by him. She got a yeah. baby by him, right? When you look at him, he's no, you know what I'm saying? You look like, all right. His paper is up. His paper is not more than her paper, but still he... A, a dude can look at him and say, yo, I can I can achieve that if my paper is up. And it's all about your paper being up. So the general consensus of the hood, the general consensus of the youth is that, oh, only thing I got to do to secure a bad chick is get my paper up. You know what I'm saying? And then you got females who who embrace this notion to say that, yeah, I got to have my nails done. If you can't afford to get my nails done, my hair done, you know, all these things and accessories I need, then you're not a man. And this is what the youth is thinking. So you think it's bad now. Wait, what happens 20 years from now when those 16 year olds, you know what I'm saying? Or 10 years from now when those 16 year olds are 26, when those, when those, when, when, you know what I'm saying? Those 10 year olds are 20, 21 you know what I'm saying? You're going to see the real ramifications of what we what we perpetuate every single day. Lady Obsidian, yeah, it's on you. I was going to say, like, when we talk about us as a community, what we can be doing for each other is breaking down fear. Like, yeah, outside of uh, our identity, we got to stop being afraid. Mm. A woman carries herself like a lady and she's called a prude. Now, if she fears being called a prude, she's going to start being loose. I don't fear being called a prude, so call me a prude if you want to. I'm still a lady, and I'm going to carry myself that way. Mm. We have to raise our girls to not be afraid. we got to raise our boys to be men who are not afraid of being called a nerd. Not afraid of being called soft. Okay, I can be soft because I need my lady to know that she can be soft with me, and I can understand her softness. But don't mistake my kindness for weakness. We have to somewhat, somehow instill this rejection of fear. I'm not going to be afraid of your words, of your labels. I'm going to embrace the truth of love and light. We don't need to just digest what they're feeding us when we can choose what we put on our plate. Indeed. That's a great point. And I think that the, the, the discussion starts now, you know, that we that we all we start talking. And I think that's a that's a good solution that we actually just be real with each other. You know, what I'm saying like, ladies, let us know what you expect of us. You know, what I'm saying like, really, let us know. And then on top of that, you know, you know, because when you it's something to call tacit approval. I don't know if you guys know what a tacit approval is. Is when you approve of something without actually saying it by your actions or your demeanor. So if I do something in your presence and you don't object to it, that's considered a tacit approval. So 
a lot of a lot of times men get tacit approvals from women what they see they like all right yeah she like that and they'll get the wrong idea all right oh if i do this if i wear these jeans yo she noticed me today i got these j's on i am gonna get these next j's women will be surprised how much men try to cater themselves to doing things that they like because they trying to get next to them They'll compromise a lot of stuff, man. I, I know this to be a fact. Men would oh, no, compromise. I, I know it from personal experience because um, when I would bring my daughter to like my workplace, I work in the, the veterans office at um, my university. When my daughter was in the room, now there's a whole bunch of veterans, okay? A whole bunch of veterans. If you know anything about veterans, they got potty mouths. They just can't <laughs> help themselves. Worse than sailors. But my daughter would sit in that corner and they're all intimidated by her. Mm. They do not swear when she comes in the room because they she glares at them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, if they they will like go out of the hall, they'll go do something else because there's that, that concept like that, that tacit disapproval. She's looking at them like, and they're oh okay, straighten up. And they know like that's Rain's daughter like. Mm-mm. Straighten right up, man. I'm telling you, your power is, yeah. is, is really is powerful to have that type of power. But men need women that 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 know where they're going and know because men, we know we're simple. We're simple. And sometimes we don't have all the answers. But if you put us on the spot, we'll act like we got the answers. We don't have no qualms about faking it to make it. Like, yo, if you put us on the spot, well, I got to show up. I'll do what I need to do. But a lot of times a woman can be that direction for a man that can take him where he needs to be. And it's not saying that, you know, she's lessened, her value is lessened because she's a helper and nothing. No, like they're both on equal footing and we need each other to coexist. If, if we don't put our hands together and rub our hands like this, neither hand would get clean. None of our bodies would get clean. We need each other. Like we really need each other. And we need to open up that discussion, that conversation to get us back on track. Now, ladies, I know I done had you. I done had you ladies hostage for a long time. I'd enjoyed every single second of this. You know what I'm saying? Look, I already calculated this in. I knew what this conversation was going to be. I know what it's like when I'm speaking with you. We always go over an hour. <laughs> always, always. Time I, management. You know what I'm saying? Time management, man. But I didn't even notice the time was going like that. But I really appreciate you ladies. Now, I want to offer you ladies, if any of you guys wanted to spit a poem, because this is a poetry show by default. You know what I'm saying? This is a poetry show. And all... Three of you are poets, may I add. We didn't get I into any poetry. Challenge. We get no poetry. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to spit a piece before, you know what I'm saying, we close everything out, that would be dope. That would be real dope. Uh, Lady B, you got something? I got to find something real quick. But All right. I got you. All right. What about, what I mean, about I you? I guess that means I could go first. Oh, of course. But of course. Yes. Let me let me set the stage up for you. Let me set the stage. Coming to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome to my sister and your sister, the beautiful lady Obsidian Rain. Now, I don't know if I've done this piece on your show before, but I think it's very fitting for the conversation we've been having called Cucumbers and Snakes. It is the first poem in my second book. 
I read a book once. Cucumbers have thorns and snakes love strawberries. What a terrifying metaphor for abuse. Told it would be cool to take it. Told that you were pink like the inside of a strawberry. Told you taste like strawberries. Biting into your innocence like a crisp bite into an apple. And I once heard a man question the snake's punishment. Being made to crawl on the floor and something clicked in me. Man's punishment was to till the ground with his hands. Maybe the snake was a metaphor for the uncircumcised penis. The way it sheds the skin before entering woman. Man and women, why are we lock and key but lack boundaries? Blurred lines of responsibilities. Just men taking access to women's bodies and then blaming us for any consequences. Have you ever looked up the penalties for rape and sexual violence? Did you know that the closest the assailant, the less time is served? Or that unless it was heinous in nature resulting in murder or a chain of bodies counted by the one, it will be the woman dragged through the mud? Why is it so easy to drag women through the mud instead of requiring a man to be responsible for his actions? Women who are deemed the weaker sex, men, do you hold us in contempt? Is that why you won't protect us? Do you still blame us the way Adam blamed Eve in the garden? There's one thing I've learned from the Bible, it's taking personal responsibility. Tending to the plank in my eye before the speck in someone else's. But instead, many play it cool like the cucumber, never wanting to admit their faults, sneaking around like snakes, shedding skin without altering their nature, told that they shouldn't have to change, but never looking inside to admit that they need to. Not to please anyone else, but because they want to be more than nature, be more than a tool of destruction, more than a cucumber with thorns and a snake with the lust for strawberries. Men, we need you to be more and to not hate us for it. Beautiful piece. Beautiful piece. Wow. Beautiful piece. Uh, uh, Miss, you ready, Mo, or you, or, or you need more time? All right. So, Lady, Lady B, you ready? Yeah, I think I, I got a little, a little piece real quick. It's a little short, but sweet one. All right. Let me, let me, let me bring you in. Coming to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome to my sister and yes, sister, Miss Lady B. Can you taste my infinite colors? Since my optical illusions filling the skies of light with the fragrance of purple, rain kisses of a repeated detection of mine, into my black vision of love. As the reflections of me mimic a consciousness in you, paint the doors whatever hue, and each time you look into me, receive a different glow. Lock into my symmetry, see my tree of life rotate in harmony, a symphony of simplistic colors brought to life 
musically entombed with the beautiful colored ever-changing horizon, the rainbow that has an acquired taste, the migraine aura causing your senses to illuminate, the fusion of fuchsia mimicked by the reddish-purple buried in my lips, the brown and beiges sculpted in perfection creating this intoxicating view, seeming to grasp your spirit pulling you closer, you are trying to find the right way to explain me. Yet is there truly a description that can personify me? Possibly infinity depicted as multifaceted, all the rays of amusement flickering and deep desire from your eyes. The pleasure is seeing the many layers that don't exist, bending lights to create a pigment, the figment of your imagination being put into a scenic greatness. What is this? Who am I? Don't try to define me. Just embrace the calligraphy and believe there is more that meets the eye. Kaleidoscope me and understand what it means to be this dynamic dynasty. And then you will see me complete. Fire. Fire. All right, Miss Lyrical Movements. I think it's on you. Make the compo proud. Let's go. Are you gonna be scared? Cause I never spit this before. All right, let me let me let me give you a proper introduction. Coming to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome to my sister and your sister, Miss Lyrical Movements. Thank you. This is a remedy. It is exclusive encore. All right. Whew, mama, so I key. The remedy. <clears throat> the remedy. Spiritual alchemy. Truthfully, my food was bland. Foot off of the balcony, cutting off hands, burning down mountains, spitting up sand. The remedy, pineapples and sage, lavender and the ancestors, mighty spice, St. Michael in a stew, Psalm 54, all over you. Amazing creations indeed. Timing has saved, shedding of blood, open to cut, close to erupt. I am grateful beyond words, beyond angels, beyond herbs. This is scientific verbs. My nerves are Teflon. My faith, unwaverable. Spell that in the dark. They may attack. Ilegua stops the threshold. My eyes have seen the glory. I am a vessel. I am a venue. I am an experience. Once upon a star, breaking comments, breeding comments. I brighten up stars. It can be dark at times. It can be black at times. I write for my people on the comeback of their lives. For them I scribe, for the blessing which fall on my right side. Toast the almighty for every connection made, for every ocean wave that has been paved. I will walk light while I light walk 
right to the grave. As for the page, I'm grateful to again blaze. When it comes to the stage, my fears will subside. My esteem will supersede humility flowing through my veins. The pain fades away. The music chants the blues and the evil powder shoes right out of space, outcasted out of my face. Let light replace every dark cloud. The remedy. Goodness, my goodness, man. I mean, you guys are you guys are absolutely amazing. You know, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. I want to thank you guys for spending this time with me. I mean, damn, man, this was I knew this conversation was gonna go, you know what I'm saying? It was gonna go all over the place. And um, you know, with with such great company and such great minds, you know, I think a lot of things got said today that uh that can help us grow as a people, as a community, you know? And um, I appreciate you sisters tre- tremendously, immensely, you know, thank you. Give a, 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 a one round of applause for all of you. Man. I want to highlight something just to mm-hmm. segue. Um, <clears throat> there's a movement going on right now. And um, I'm not officially associated with it, but I feel it. And it's the black, um, boycott black more. Hold on. I got to say it right. The boycott black murder movement. OK, uh, you have to go to boycottblackmurder.com. OK, take the pledge and just follow suit. And we're going to need a lot of soldiers and it's going to be a war. It's going to be some wars. It's wars already, but there's wars on our children. They are mm-hmm. killing our kids. They are killing our kids. So we have to figure out a way to save them before, you know, Most whatever. The inevitable, right? I so I'm not officially with this movement, but I've been pushing it and I've been telling people the boycott black murder movement, spread the word because it's important. And I see it taking wings and we have to do something to save these children because they're dying. By the second. That's real talk. So that's, that's my real. thing. And I'm lyrical movement. You already know. So that's real talk, that's man. That. Once again, I want to appreciate you ladies for coming through. I appreciate you ladies for, for sharing your insight, your thoughts on the situation. You know, um, I really think of you very highly. If you was if you was invited to come on the show, I really think highly of you. And I really appreciate you coming to spend this time with us. And I'm um, bringing some clarity to the situation. But let me uh, talk to my audience real quick, as I always do. I got to leave some words of inspiration. I want you guys to know, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, know, know that you have purpose. Every day is a new day, a new opportunity to make something happen. What will you make happen today? Spoken Soul family, I want you to know, never allow anyone to define your purpose. You have to walk in your own light. Know that. I want you to know, if you don't know anything else, I want you to understand that I love you. And I hope you love me too. Peace.